0: Welcome to Prost with the Lining Kugels. I am your host, Tony Buer, 6th generation Lining Kugel family member. Joining me as always is Uncle John Lining Kugel, greetings. And my cousin, Katie Lining Kugel. We've got a great show, another great show lined up today. We are going to be talking sports, winter sports. Our guest is none other than Miss Brianna Decker so i don't suspect any intro will be necessary 1814 she's with us because she's a friend of cousin katie Liningkugels. and we are off so let's get started one more thing john uncle john is going to showcase sunshine light lager for us today looking forward to that so get excited everyone all right let's do this
1: Okay, we're going to do things a little bit different today. We're going to include our guests in our conversation. Like Tony said, we'll be talking all about winter sports and sports that uh, I was never good at and then some sports that our uh, other co-hosts are definitely good at. But today, we are talking to Brianna Decker, Brianna was born and raised in Dousman, Wisconsin. She went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison where she led the women's hockey team to a Division I national champion in 2011. She's a two-time National Women's Hockey League Most Valuable Player and has earned a spot on nine, count it, nine International Ice Hockey Federation Women's World Cup teams as well as 10 Four Nations Cups. On top of those and a thousand other accolades that I was reading on her resume, she's represented Team USA at three Olympic Games and is both a gold and two-time silver medalist. Welcome to Pros with the Lining Kugels, Brianna Decker. Thanks for having me. Yay. We are so pumped you're here. Yes. Also, what I didn't include is the, in that intro is you are the sister of Mr. Ben Decker, <laughs> who uh, actually worked on the Lineys team for a long time, so... We know we know you, we know Ben, we know your family quite well. Um, welcome to the show. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, actually, welcome, uh, I do wanna add that it's uh, I'm
2: I'm Ben's sister, but mm-hmm. usually it's oh, is that your brother, Brianna? It's
1: Ben's usually my brother, is right. usually how it goes, not right. the other way around. So Totally. Yeah. So we all have to stay a little mm-hmm. humble sometimes. Yeah, you know? It's nice. This <laughs> Will keep you a little humble, I think. Um, so tell us a little bit, Brianna, just about like you're from, born and raised in southeast Wisconsin. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I was born in Dowsman and I grew up
2: with my three brothers, and uh, we grew up playing sports, obviously outside all the time. But um, we we started I started hockey when I was around like four years old, so it's kind of been my entire life and. Um, you know, I everyone says and talks about how competitive I am and how competitive I was growing up. And that's definitely because of the three brothers that I had. But um, I love being from Wisconsin. I love being from a small town. Um, I think as you get older and um, as the stage has gotten a little bit bigger, it's been nice to be able to be like, yeah, I'm from a town of 1500 people. And everyone's like, oh, man, I was like, <laughs> I love it. I love going back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, we're going to talk all about hockey. I'm sure John and Tony, we've got a bunch of questions to ask you, but does hockey run in your family? Why were you on skates at four years old?
2: Yeah, um, so my two older brothers played um obviously Ben and Brian, and then um that's kind of I was like, I want to be them. I want to be <laughs> <laughs> on the ice with them, and so that's how I started off. but no m- funny fact, parents never played hockey, and nor do I ever want to see them play hockey um, <laughs> but they uh my parents played like sports in high school and whatnot. But yeah, it's just been inbred kind of within the family. My younger brother played and fouled me to um St. Mary's and for high school as well. So been in the blood.
0: At what time growing up in your childhood, like did you did your skills eclipse those of your brothers? Like <laughs> I love when that did question. you realize you were actually a better skater than them?
2: Um okay, well, I guess I can talk about my two older brothers. <laughs> um I I don't know. if it's really tough because guys are just bigger and faster and stronger. Honestly, it's just how it is, um, especially as they get older. Um, you know, I think my younger brother, I would say he's probably better than me still, but I would say I'm smarter than him on the ice. Ah, there it is. <laughs> There's always something. Girls are always smarter than guys, right? <laughs> That's so, right. Um, but yeah, it, you know, I think um, it just took a while, I think, for me to, I think when we were younger, I gave them more of a run for my money, uh, their money than um, as I got older.
1: I just, Tony, you played sports with your brother at some point. I mean, I'm, I guess I, I think a a lot about, um, when I used to go to baseball games of Matt, CJ Kirk, like they all played sports together. Did you play sports with Andy, your older brother?
0: No, I mean, Andy and I skied together. He Uh. was (laughs) definitely not uh, a gifted athlete, gifted jeweler. (laughs) Yes. Gifted athlete. No. But uh, skiing, which is something that we grew up doing. I mean, we we were on skis when we were like three in Colorado. So, yeah, we same type of deal. We Do we need to talk about and-
1: how Wisconsin parents are putting their kids on skis and skates at three and four years old? Is that something we need to discuss, or is that like normal?
3: Do they are they? I, I don't know. I think your
0: options are so limited given the weather that uh, in order to do something to keep your kids preoccupied, it's either skiing, skating,
3: snowboarding, ice
0: fishing, snowboarding, snowboarding and, or
3: yeah. snowmobiling. So I don't. I don't we know just, any young one of those young kids that ski anymore tony it's all it's coming back it's there it, snowboarding had its
0: its moment now it's just you know it does doesn't matter but yes there's yeah. still kids
3: that ski for sure well i would like to see them i okay. am a big you know plank guy.
1: when's the last time you were on a ski hill john
3: um, well, I didn't get invited this year, Katie, so you busted me there. I did not get to one of our local Midwest uh, ski bumps um this season. <laughs> and uh I and I tried last season. Um and uh, my daughters said no, they didn't want to go, but uh they started out skiing because that's that's what they were comfortable doing, probably because I had them in the water during our uh, 90 magical days of summer um learning how to water ski so Brianna what yeah, other sports
1: go- did you play in your childhood uh I grew
2: up playing soccer and softball okay and picked up oh I did gymnastics when I was really young oh mm-hmm. but my mom made me choose between hockey and gymnastics
1: that was that an easy
2: choice and I can say it was now yeah. <laughs> but um no back then I I like loved gymnastics I loved yeah. going it was just tough with heart and everybody around but um, and then in high school, I picked up lacrosse because we needed a spring.
1: As one does. <laughs> and, so was it wasn't busy enough.
2: Yeah. And uh, that was fun. I actually, I, I enjoyed soccer a lot, though. I I had to choose between that and hockey when I went to Shattuck. So that was kind of hard to give up. And so, and Brianna,
3: what- soccer is huge in southeastern Wisconsin. When I was living down there in the late 90s, early 2000s, that was the sport for sure. Yeah.
2: Oh, and you absolutely. were probably
3: a youth then.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I mean, that's why I loved it. Like, I loved the weekends. I'm sure my parents probably got sick of every weekend being soccer between yeah. the, my brothers and I. But, um, yeah, I definitely miss it. I
1: guess one question uh, I always think of multiple sports is like, when did you know hockey was it for you?
2: Yeah, I think. Um, it was, I would say out of all of them, it was the sport that I loved playing the most. Um, And I, I always, when I was a kid and sports overlapped, I always was like, oh, let's go to the hockey tryout or tournament before I would miss a, Like, you know, I'd miss a soccer game here and there or softball um, just to go to hockey. So I was like, okay, that's when I knew, like, I really loved it more than the other ones. But, um, you know, I didn't really think I was that great. Um, And, you know, maybe until later on in high school, I would kind of realize I had a Opportunity to make the U eighteen team for the U S team, and that was kind of when I was like, okay, like this is my sport that's going to hopefully take off for me.
1: You know, and that's a question we asked Christian Yelich too on our first episode um, was was like, when did you realize like baseball was your sport, and when also did you realize like, holy shit, I think I actually might be good at this? When was that for you?
2: Yeah, I think it was when I was like a junior in high school. I was like. An opportunity to play in the U UA- eighteen uh, national team. It was the first ever team, so they they had just developed the that level within USA Hockey, and so um I made the team. And I was like, okay, like I obviously want to play in the national team. I want to play at the Olympics at one at some point. But um that was kind of that first stepping stone, and then I kind of excelled within that team. So I was like, okay. Uh, maybe this is something that I can kind of continue to do through obviously I was planning on going to college for hockey, didn't know where I would land. But um, you know, I was like, okay, this is something I can do maybe for a little little bit of my time in life. So
3: So Brianna, for those that are slow, like me, <laughs> Uncle John, <laughs> explain to me what the US national team is and how does one get selected to that team from playing high school?
2: Yeah. So the US U S national team. So this, for example, this year at the Olympics, we had a 19 year old and then you have some old, old people (laughs) on the team, such as me, like 30. And there's a couple, there's one older than me, but um, so to get picked on the national team, basically like scouts and we'll come to games in college and watch high school players. But um, mostly our national team is college players so they'll come and watch us but also we have um about three to four camps a year that we have to attend to basically try out so I think what fans sometimes don't understand is that it's a constant tryout so everyone's like oh like you made the loss of the big team like are you good to go for the next one and um no we have multiple tryouts a year two participate in, um, we used to have four nations cups like you did in the, you had mentioned in the intro, um, it's no longer a tournament for us, but we have world championships every year. So it's just trying out throughout the year, August, December, and then in April, right before, um, world championships. That's usually when, um, the teams finally picked for that year.
1: And what does the off season, if there is one, it kind of sounds like there isn't really an off season, but what, that's
2: what does I was that thinking look like? in
3: my head. This yeah, is a year
2: round when, <laughs> when do I get <laughs> the some golf in? Part, yeah. 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 Uh, so our our season basically goes from typically August, September to April. Um, and then the off season would be, yeah, May through July about, but we have to train a lot. So I only usually take off about two and a half weeks after uh, our tournament in April. And then I get back to off ice training, but I do take a good chunk of time off of skating. So
1: Skating, okay. I usually don't start skating up again for the season until end of June. I got to say, the one, the first time I hung out with Brianna, I was with her brother, Ben. and We all went uh, drinking. <laughs> we were out drinking. Someone's
3: like, fun. Right. Thanks for but the invite. But it was during
1: brewer season. It's not unusual. Right? For it's you not yourself. unusual. <laughs> we're two Wisconsin girls. It's what we do best. Oh, yeah. she does yeah. hockey best. I drink best. <laughs> but... uh we were out, and I think you you were like, "Yeah, I can't be out all night. I gotta I gotta bike like forty miles tomorrow." <laughs> I was like, oh, "I thought it was the off season." She's like, "Yeah, there really isn't one." Yeah, yeah
3: it is. So I was I just kinda... gonna ask what a a uh, uh, training regimen might be.
2: Yeah, I mean, it definitely heightens going into the Olympic year, um, but we do it. Like I said, we have world championships every single year, so. Um, from a training standpoint in the season, a typical, um, training day is usually an hour and a half on the ice or so around that. And then we're usually in the weight room hour and a half, two hours a day. So, um, you know, luckily it's, I can just train and skate is my, my job right now. And then I have my dog as well. So then I have to walk her, or play with her a few times a day. Cause she's a border collie. So she takes up a lot of my time. Too. So
3: Brianna, I walked my dog yesterday and my little dog and I walked three and a half miles yesterday, and we both came home and uh, drank a Kogels, Kugel's, including Lily Lou Lonnie. Lily Kugel. drank
1: a great. Yeah,
3: Lily drank a is, and we both um, sat down on the couch and um, turned NASCAR on, which put us both to sleep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Perfect. Yeah. Um,
3: I mean, right. Walking
2: your dog takes a lot out of you. So I just always add that to my, like, after training, I got to do that. So. Now, speaking
1: yeah. of dogs, we interviewed on our second episode. I'm just plugging all the episodes. Go back and listen to them, guys.
2: <laughs>
3: and but, people uh, episode... should, right, Katie? Because they're highly entertaining and they learn a lot about thousand percent. Beer. And we thousand have some percent. great guests. And how can they go back and listen to episodes? They can find them, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Anywhere you find your uh, podcasts. Yeah. Okay. Anyway,
3: Prost. anyway, here. So
1: go on back and listen to episode two. We interview Eric Stokes from the Green Bay Packers, and during his interview, we kept hearing uh, a little like dog toy in the back. I was like, "Excuse me, go get that dog. Tell us about that dog." So, Brianna, tell us about your dog. Uh,
2: okay. Yeah. You're so, obsessed with her, <laughs> first I, of I all. Am, I am. It's nice because when I post Instagram things, it's not. I don't have to post myself. I just post my dog, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm putting content out there." But oh,
3: wait, <laughs> I think I. I think I got this when I did a little research on you. Doesn't your dog have it have its own Instagram page?
2: Yeah, I made it on Instagram for her. <laughs> I got it
3: right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is it? Plug it. Yeah, so
2: her name is Missy. Um and Missy D dog is her um Instagram Love handle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Missy doesn't have that many followers. Stars, I just, they're just like Like us. I said, like I anything <laughs> I post is like all about her. Uh but she's a border collie um blue healer mix. And she just turned two on Saturday. So
3: I was gonna say this is a this is a COVID dog.
2: Yeah. It is. <laughs> right? Yes. <You> got, <laughs> yeah, you, she you, um I bought her up I when I was living up in Calgary for a bit, I ended up getting her up there during COVID. Um so yeah. She's got her Canadian citizenship and oh, U.S., oh, which no. is great. <laughs>
0: <Nice>. <laughs> Makes it yep. easy
2: crossing the border. So <laughs> a border collie oh, puts yeah. a whole
0: Being new a spin on that. Does. Is she? Is she uh, does she nip? Is she an ankle biter? Oh yeah,
2: she's an ankle biter. Absolutely. I've like yes. I've obviously gotten a handle on it to the to an extent, um, but she still like do it randomly to like pe- like strangers. Um, yeah, that are so around our property. The reason I
0: asked is uh, I've been bit by a blue healer while running.
1: Yeah, you
2: yeah. were
0: kitty. I just told you that story.
1: You told me that yeah, story last a while ago, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, was a wild story. Yeah,
0: that was a blue healer, a yeah. blue and they're ankle biters. That's what blue healer, blue healer. Yeah, that's what they, I mean, they're they're. Herding they're dogs. Herding. So. And, so they're hurting like dogs. And Border
2: Collies are hurting yeah. too. So yeah. it's like I literally ah, have... hurting. Yeah, hurting. It's, oh, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. It, she's, so, she's smarter than I am, too. Oh, yeah. like, you know,
3: yep. Miss Brianna Decker, um, if Katie's father, uh, current Bury president, Dick Leningkugel, were on this podcast right now, he would remind you and all of us and all of our listeners that there are no bad dogs. There are just bad dog owners. And... Thankfully, I I was thankful to hear that you got a nip pun intended on uh, Missy's Missy's uh, is th- is that the dog's name Missy yeah, yeah.
2: Missy yeah yeah
3: <laughs> you got you got the you got a hold on her uh, yeah nipping problem right? yeah well, I put
2: her through training thankfully God <laughs> yeah Done. yes
3: if if only more dogs were uh, were well trained by their owners. Only makes day. a difference. Training does make a difference.
1: So tell us, Brianna, uh, when you are not skating, training, weights, playing with your dog, what are you doing? what What do you do for a hobbies? Hobbies? Um, that is a
2: really good question. I I mean, things <laughs> She's that like, I like nothing. Like, like, that I, is my time. I love this. I like like. It's tough because I love the summer life, even though we're talking about winter sports. um, I enjoy enjoy going to concerts, like summer concerts um, and hanging out with my brothers and doing things with them. But, um, I know, I think I really try to just relax when I after my training day. Um, But my dog, I'm not I'm not bringing my dog back up just for for this moment, but (laughs) she does take a lot of my time. So I enjoy like walking her, running her um, and, you know, playing fetch with her and whatnot. But. Um, I like having a few beers too, relaxing. I think it's good to have a balance when it comes to, um,
1: being an athlete that takes a lot of your time up. So, and listen, we're going
2: to talk I got the all next about the question.
3: I got oh, the next I best was, question. I
1: bet it, I bet it's the same question I had. So you can Maybe, ask
3: Maybe being yeah. that, you know, there is blood in between you and I, Katie, it could be <laughs> so Brianna on our last podcast, which, which was, was same question. which was Jimmy Allen, a, uh, Tony, what's the background on Jimmy Allen again? He's like a Grammy, Grammy, Grammy nominated,
1: Grammy award yeah. winner.
3: Grammy yeah. nominated. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, on our this. last podcast, Brianna, Katie had like the question of questions, and I'm going to steal it from her right now. Go girl. Because we all love live music. And, um, w- you know, Katie had a great question. I think the question, I'll paraphrase, it was something like this What was. A concert for you, a live music concert that was transformative, that really just blew you away. That after that show, you you know, it it moved something in you or did something to your life. No or, longer paraphrasing, or uh, or you'll never forget it, and it became a core memory.
1: Ah, uh, there it is. Okay,
2: core memory, core memory. Yeah. Uh, okay, I have two. And I'm Great. saying too because it's different genres, right? So, that's fair, right? Perfect. We okay. all had the totally same fair. response. Okay, we all good. did the same thing. Uh, so, country first was Garth Brooks' concert. Like, just... Good. Yeah, Kay. I was just really impressed with the entire show.
3: Where? Where? where uh, when? Was, how old were you?
2: <laughs> it was in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Um, yeah, and... I was around twenty-five. I guess that's if it was a core memory, I should really remember. Anything. But hey, maybe I had too Sorry. much fun. I don't remember ah, how old I was at that is. moment. Okay, yeah. so
3: and uh and yeah, Garth, no uh I mean, he's a performer. He's not yeah. just a he's not just a country singer, you know, with a with a black hat and a big uh big belt buckle <laughs> and tight jeans. He's a performer. So during that show, Brianna, did Garth fly? Did he fly around the amphitheater or outdoor venue so he, but or he was arena. running around
2: state. does he fly but he, no he was just running around the stage, okay. and i was just impressed that i'm like okay this guy's on like on the older side where he could maybe you know take his performance maybe down a notch but he <laughs> was people like would still and, watch. yeah him. people would still go and he would still out, sell out venues but i was like so impressed with all that and he was one of those um artists too that i was like oh i you know I didn't know how many songs I would know. And then yeah. you know every single song right. that he's playing. Yeah. Um yeah. Oh, that was
3: me at Dua Lipa cool. for the record. Second one, Brianna.
2: The second one, uh, Justin Timberlake, um at the Boston Garden. And JT. The
3: Good
2: that friend one of ours. I really remember because again, um just entertainment, complete entertainment. And then I bought tickets two nights before because we were like, hey, let's just do it. Like fuck it. Let's go. And so or oh, sorry. Is I fine? Yeah, I think you're you fine. Did. Okay. I think you're okay. It was a beer it podcast Brianna. It's a, a bad, swear, too, it a bad swear. Yeah. 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 I'm a mouthy, semi, but, um,
1: <laughs> I can't imagine.
3: Yeah.
2: So <laughs> we were like, yeah, let's just go. And it was, um, yeah, it was awesome. And I love when I love when artists have like that stage
1: that's like in the back, kind of, you know, uh-huh. for the people who can't afford the tickets up front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now listen, I can't believe you didn't say the concert we went to together. Miley's
2: not making the cut. Was it
1: Miley? Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought it was Follow Boy. No, my brother went to that one, didn't Oh, he? shit. Yeah. It was Miley, right? You went to Miley? I, did. Yeah, go, to yeah, Miley, yeah, we went to Miley Cyrus, you guys.
3: I would love to see Miley Cyrus. Katie, if you yeah. ever get an opportunity to take your uncle to a concert, I would love it to be Miley Cyrus.
2: Work around, yeah i'm John. legit no i
3: i am a big fan of hers
2: that was my second time seeing miley the uh, first one was when her bangers album came out uh, and it was it was actually awesome it was incredible yeah. but then this one disappointed me a little bit
3: um well t- i want to know how the university of wisconsin came about um how did you become a badger
2: uh so i always wanted to be a badger i okay. um so Funny enough, in fourth grade, our teacher has us write a letter to ourselves and we get this letter when we're a senior in high school. So, you know, you write uh, down things like what cool. you want to do when you get older. And I wrote down I want to play for the Badgers. And that I wanted to be a dentist. So, <laughs> for all those there's listening, no, there's no time <laughs> for me to be a dentist. But it was kind of cool. I got that letter back after I graduated, and I was like, "This is awesome." I had committed to University of Wisconsin as a junior in high school, and um, or right after my junior year. And um, yeah, it was it. You know, it come how it comes about is like there's obviously scouts and stuff who come and watch you play. Um, but Wisconsin was kind of one of the last schools that contacted me and it wasn't because um they weren't interested it's um i'll never forget this mark johnson had mentioned one time that he wants people to go to his school as much as he wants them and um i was like hey well i want to go to your school trust yeah. me
1: <laughs> now was yeah. minnesota ever in the running
2: they were in the running <laughs> yeah, who
0: else what other schools <laughs> yeah were, were after yeah that?
2: minnesota university of minnesota and then St. Cloud State, actually, I looked at uh, because I went to Shattuck-St. Mary's. It was just a smaller school, and I kind of liked that smaller school vibe. Um, clearly, not enough as I went to <laughs>
1: <laughs> the largest school <laughs> the largest in the school around. Yeah,
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I in like Shattuck is located in uh, Minnesota, so I would go up to Gopher games quite a bit. So I was interested in maybe going to play for the Gophers at one point. But as when I would get tickets to go to the Gopher games. And I would go to, like, the Wisconsin Gopher games um, in high school. I would wear – so M- Minnesota was getting the tickets for the recruits. Oh. And I would wear a Wisconsin T-shirt underneath a Minnesota sweatshirt <laughs> at the game. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, okay, I should probably go and play for the Badgers at this point.
1: <laughs> if I'm still wearing Badger <laughs> yeah. stuff, yeah. I went to Minnesota. And I think, like, anybody from Wisconsin that would go to Minnesota games of any kind, of had season tickets to men's hockey. Sorry. um. Yeah, I just uh you had to do everything you could to yeah. to still cheer for. I mean, Minnesota's great though. Go Gophers. Yeah.
3: Brianna, <laughs> yeah. what uh what did you love about your college experience at University of Wisconsin-Madison? And I I don't want to I, outside of hockey. What did you love about it? Was it the campus? Was it the uh, library? Was it State Street? What was
2: it? <laughs> yeah, she loved the, I, all the books. I loved. I loved State Street. I mean, I loved going out after games. Um, uh, I think, uh, you know, my favorite time at Madison were the summers. Um, like just being at the Union, at the Terrace, hanging out, having beers. Um, people are gonna think I just drink a lot <laughs> around here, but. Um, That's all right. <laughs> it was it was just fun. Like we would do our training in the mornings, um, you know, and train all week, and then on the weekends it was nice to go hang out at the lake during the summer. But and there was not as many people around in the summer, um, as yeah. far as students, so it was kind of more of like a chill, relax feeling. But um, besides that, uh, I think I just I loved honestly the fans there, though. I know you said not to bring up hockey at this point, but <laughs> um, it was like women's sports. There is is there's such an appreciation for it. And everyone comes to the Wisconsin women's hockey games as much as they go to the men's hockey games. And, you know, people love football and basketball, but the women's sports, you know, like obviously like look at volleyball for women, uh, for the Wisconsin women this year, they won. And it's just uh, all the fans appreciate the Badgers as a whole, not just, um, you know, depending on what gender you
1: are. So I kind of love that. Let's talk about that for a second. So I saw a
0: wait, hold on. What was your go to bar on state (laughs) street? (sighs)
2: <sighs> um. Okay. Well, I think it's ch- well. The KK, obviously, the college club was our go-to bar. <laughs> obviously. Just laughs. That's, that's,
0: Is it yeah. still a bar? Uh, Is it still around? That's oh the my KK. gosh! Yeah.
2: Yes. They that's did. The... They did. Uh. One, between. Um. Man, I I was done playing hockey in 13, 2013 Then I went to the Olympics, and I came back for a semester. And I think within that time frame, they re like did the bathroom and made it a little bit <laughs> nicer. <laughs>
1: Well, they had oh. an Olympian
2: coming any, back any to their Anytime
3: any you redo the bathroom, you yeah, are yeah. on a good track. But yeah, that that's was great. like
2: our go-to. That's our go-to place. Um, and I was just there this last weekend. But I went to. I didn't go to the KK. <laughs> I would have been too old to go there. <laughs> they wouldn't have yeah, let me in. Yeah,
3: sadly. <laughs> so I did yes. have it right. It's yeah, the college club is the KK, and yep. it's still there. Yeah.
2: yeah, original. And you know, you know, speaking of Gophers, they. Uh-huh. <laughs> Minnesota brought uh made one too. They have the KK, have now. A KK now. Yeah. And some of the girls huh. are like,
1: "Oh, it's the it's the original." I go, "No, it's not the original." Oh lord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a bummer. Sorry, Minnesota. Okay. I want to go back to this you talk about how in Wisconsin, you feel like female sports are so well represented and just um appreciated. I saw a uh, a quote or, or a statistic rather that said 40% of athletes throughout the world are female. They get 10% of the media. Uh, what is, like, talk about that from a female athlete perspective.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, women's hockey is still, from my perspective, women's hockey is still growing. And um, we had a really huge increase in numbers. But the thing that women's sports, like, lacks every single time there's an event done is visibility and I'm not cutting down the NCAA right now, but if you look at March Madness right now, I have no idea why they would have women's March Madness at the same time as (laughs) the men, Um, just because more people are just going to watch the men's March Madness. It's just the reality. It's the facts. It's been around longer, and um, people are more tied into that. But from a female sports standpoint, I just feel as though there needs to be more visibility um, uh, because these athletes... Uh, we work just as hard as the guys to get to where we need to get to and um, we put time and effort in um, to sacrifice things in our lives to become a better athlete every single day and perform for fans that are watching so um, you know I just I wish there was more visibility for not only women's hockey but for women's sports because they're really entertaining and um, you know I think if you tune into a women's March Madness game it's going to be just as entertaining as a guy's um, you know hopefully there'd be just as many upsets, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's too
1: sad. What do you feel like from your perspective or opinion only, nobody come at us about it. What is like one small step media can take getting to like an equality platform?
2: You know, I think, um, putting us on channels (laughs) and TV channels that are the same as what the men are getting, Um, an example of that is women's hockey is on NHL network. Well, not everybody has NHL network. Does everyone have, you know, TNT or, you know, USA or whatever? Of course, some of those, you know, most, most people get those channels. So I think that's a small step is having people buy into putting us on some of those main outlets, um, that we're exposed to. Um, everyone can be exposed to us. Yeah. I love it. Cool. All right. Gentlemen, come back on in the conversation. Change
3: change is happening. Change is happening. It's never going to happen fast enough. But the more you have these conversations and bring these things up and make others aware, um, change will happen. Absolutely. But but, But it takes work for sure does and and some of that work is is happening right now so our world is becoming a better more inclusive place daily
1: all right let's get into talking a little bit about the Olympics and your Olympic experience you guys I'm literally sitting next to an Olympian so cool yeah um, and, a,
3: and a gold medalist too and
1: literally gold medalist two-time silver medalist talk to us about the your first time at the Olympics where was it? Um, what was that like? As a, how old were you? I mean, I, I have to imagine you were just starstruck. Yeah, I was
2: 22 years old, and it was in 2014 in Sochi, Russia. Um, wow. and it was incredible. Um, I think it was it was different. So, I want to say incredible because you're at the Olympics, you're surrounded by all these incredible athletes. And you see, uh, NHL players were there at that time. In the last two Olympics, Uh, they weren't. um, They weren't there, but they were in 2014. And so I saw a lot of the NHL guys. That I was like, I
1: like, like they're oh. my idol. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: You want to ask for their picture, but then you don't. So you don't because like cause but you're there too. We're all there. You yeah, we're that's all so there. wild. Yeah. 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 Um, but it was so. And in 2014, it was unique as well. We played at noon, um, the day after opening ceremonies, and so we didn't get to go to the opening ceremonies oh. as a team. Um, oh. Yeah, it was actually unfortunate because when we got to attend opening ceremonies in 2018, I was like, how did we not make this so work So why couldn't somehow? you? Um, because what folks don't know is like we as athletes get to the opening ceremonies about two hours before okay. you actually walk out and depending on which country you're in, you, the U S can fall at a different like time of when, you know, it goes out alphabetically or whatever, Uh um, depending on which country or like which country is hosting. So it just can be a long process. You can be on your feet for hours, Mm. um, before. So it's just kind of exhausting, probably not the most ideal thing to do before you play a game at noon the next day. So we didn't go. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, my first one. It was a pretty fun experience, but obviously, um, Pyeongchang in 2018, when we won gold, that was, that was incredible, the whole experience um in general was, but, um, and then this last one, you know, I everyone really, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about this last but, yeah. one, but yeah, we'll talk <laughs> about this last
1: one. Listen, I want to hear a little bit about Olympic Village, yeah, there's all these things if you're like a girl, my age, you've heard all the rumors about Olympic Village. Tell us the good, the bad, the ugly, yeah, I mean,
2: the rumors that are out there, they're not necessarily rumors, they do happen, <laughs> um they're. <laughs> his availability to go out well, what, and um, what
3: happens you guys you you two young <laughs> you ladies know? you two young ladies are tony, knows, in tony knows too tony knows too john you're you ta- gotta read I'm the aware, tabloids john. bud well, you're talking well, in code we okay have a, sorry we I'll have, audience. We have an audience out there what are you <laughs> two talking about code.
2: well so okay so we don't obviously you don't party during the olympics when you're competing so as hockey players our tournament goes pretty long so some but some players some athletes have one event on day 1 or 2 and they're hanging out for the rest of the time you know going when covid
1: wasn't happening COVID, they were yeah, allowed to just was, this, be it i this saying. this last yeah. experience
2: was a little bit different but yep. um there's so there's houses there so there's like a USA house and you know Canada has a house and and they're not, like, houses, but they're, like, they have bars and, app, you know, apps all the time, all day long. and
0: Like, hospitality. Hospita-
2: yeah, big, areas. big hospitality houses is basically what it is. But it's nice because Hello, you have family and friends that. that go. Yeah, <laughs> you have family and friends that go, and they can go into those places, you know, once or twice throughout the tournament. Um, And then, as athletes, you're in there as many times as you want. And after your tournament, you go in there, and it's free drinks for, um, you know, for as long as you want to be there. But then... <laughs> So that's um you know that's kind of there's those but then there's like in um Sochi, uh, Russia there was the BMW house so they have like or like there's Audi houses so like these car- cars sponsor Sponsored these houses. house but hospitality slash housing houses and that's where you can kind of like go like club style ah, more the so club scene. so it was it was pretty fun we did that in Sochi <laughs> and obviously post tournament and you know at that point you if you win or if you lose, you still want to have a few drinks. That's so right. um, that was kind of, that was like one of my memorable moment, moments in um, Sochi was just kind of going out with the team uh, after we had lost. But
1: Amazing. Olympic Village, y'all. 2018,
2: the setup was a little different, but we went to the Netherlands, had a house. So we ended up going there the one night and they had Heineken, obviously. And they... Um, That was awesome because they had one of their speed skaters win gold medal. So then they had a huge ceremony for him. But like they had a performer and they had like yeah performance and we were it was fun. That was a fun good time. She's like, that was that was a good time. It
3: it sounds like fun. And (laughs) uh, I bet that would bring in some high TV ratings.
1: Right. Well, a reality TV moment.
3: They would never.
1: They should That'd be amazing. Um, now, who in any of the three years, who do you think was like your biggest fangirl moment of meeting another Olympian? Ooh, um,
3: uh, Katie, just by the way, that's a really good question. I like yeah, that question. Like, Who
1: did I enjoy meeting the most? Yeah. Or you can give us one for each year if, you, if you'd rather do that. Well, we. <laughs> yeah. No. We talked about Nathan this year.
2: Nathan Chen, not, yeah, yeah, Nathan, yeah. We met Nathan uh, Chen so and uh-huh. um, Sean White. Obviously, those were some cool athletes to meet. Um, sure. But from a female perspective, um, we—I ho- mean, it's—it's cool. What's cool about it is like from a female athlete perspective, we do hang out with them a decent amount. Sure. Um, but Jamie Anderson was always like a huge—I was always a huge fan of Jamie Anderson. She's a snowboarder. Mm-hmm um so it was kind of cool on the flight over this year uh we were like next to each other but. <laughs> in first class I was like this is awesome but I didn't ask yeah. for a picture I was just like casual <laughs> just act
1: casual yeah
2: act casual
1: that's so but, yeah. wild I mean it's funny because you also have to remember like you're also an Olympic athlete yeah. like it's so crazy I don't know I would uh I'd probably fangirl the whole time I was there yeah. Anyway, so your brother and sister in law, future sister in law, yeah. were gonna go over this year and watch you. And then COVID happened. I know. What did that what was that like?
2: Yeah, I think it was it was disappointing. We couldn't have family and friends there. Um, I think, you know, one of the greatest moments from two thousand fourteen was my first time stepping on the ice and just seeing my family in the in the stands watching. So Um, it was disappointing and, you know, I think my parents made the best of it. They had watch parties at the house and in the barn and, you know, a lot of people came over. So, um, I, I miss them though. And, um, you know, I think they obviously miss being over there and being able to watch me live.
1: How was that? Uh, like, how does the team keep morale up when there's just no one in the stands? I mean, obviously we've talked to some other athletes about that, um, it's not easy. It's like almost like a fake crowd, but like, what's that like?
2: I mean, I'm going to put a dig on women's hockey right now, but we're used not to having fans, so <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's not a huge change for us. But... Brianna made
3: a funny. Brianna <laughs> made a funny. <laughs> it's funny,
2: y'all. But no, I mean, it, it it was hard. I think like the championship game, the gold medal game, not having fans there was tough. I mean, we I think we pretty much sold out the last two Olympic finals. Um, and obviously viewers um the viewing charts were you know it was off the charts or whatever the mm-hmm. ratings. so um it was it was tough not having it's just different like there's no the momentum swings are different you have to create yeah. momentum within your team to, in order to um yeah. win those hockey games so fan, all right i'm fan, gonna ask
3: fan, fans make a difference fans make a difference yeah. katie you were going somewhere else but i was going to interject but it might yeah, be you the go. same thing
1: okay go for it
3: well brianna i mean there, will there what's the future hold for you not that we're signing off on you but will there be a fourth olympics for you have you gotten to that space and in, in that mental space in your head yet have you thought not far out
2: well john i'm not even walking normal yet so <laughs> yeah. i haven't decided <laughs> if i want to continue to play or not
3: yeah um
2: oh, i, I think it. um i i still love the game and I loved, uh, my teammates and the team we had this year. I think that was the toughest moment was, you know, us losing that gold medal game this year. Cause our team was really close. So,
3: yeah.
2: um, I enjoy, you know, I think what's cool too, is I, I ended up coaching the U18 team, um, for a couple of years. And some of those players I ended up playing with on the Olympic team. So it's kind of um, overlapped. I've gotten closer with some of the younger players. And sometimes, you know, being a veteran player, it's hard to relate to someone who's 10 years younger than you. But <laughs> right. um, I, so I think with a lot of different factors, I'm just going to take time to figure out uh, what's next. But like I said, I still love the game. And regardless if I'm playing or not, I'm definitely going to be involved some way or another.
1: So yeah, let's talk did. about um, why you're not walking. I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> I know John doesn't want to bring this mood down, but uh, you trained your ass off this past summer. I was, I was with you a few times. Again, you had to bike 40 miles after drinking, couldn't do it. Um, and then you make it to the Olympics. We're all so excited to watch Brianna Decker on TV <laughs> and what happened? Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, I got broke my leg, um, 10 minutes into the first game at the Olympics. <laughs> um, yeah, it was tough. I, I, <laughs> Broke, broke my leg, shattered basically, um, tore a lot of ling- ligaments in my ankle as well. But uh, I think, yeah, I had, to, I had to kind of decide if I was going to stick around or not. Um, and I was glad I stayed just because being around the team really helped. I think it would have been pretty mentally tough for me to come back home and then just kind of watch our team. I think it was great to be there. And um, they appreciated me being there as well. So not the Olympic experience I yeah. <laughs> was dreaming for. Um, I tell people though, I'm like, at least I had been there already twice. I think it had been just, it would been, I would have been crushed if it was my first Olympic experience and that would have happened. But, um, either way it was, it's been kind of tough to get through.
1: Totally. And what are you doing to like mentally get through all of that now?
2: Yeah. Um, obviously being, being back in Wisconsin has really helped. Uh, I've been around my parents a little bit. Um, Yay, Wisconsin. for
1: better or for worse, yeah. being around parents, <laughs> parents, I get it.
2: Yes. <laughs> It's been nice. They've been helpful. (laughs) Um, But I'm also ready to move back to my own house. But um, yeah, so and then uh, my dog's been it's been helpful to be back around the dogs and stuff. I think the hardest part right now, though, is the workout piece is such a huge piece of my daily routine. And I'm not able to do that to like the extent that I want to. Um, And people always say like working out is like a mental release as well. And so it kind of just doesn't go in hand like when you can't do that. So it's. I've been having a hard time finding a routine, Um, but now that I'm able to walk without crutches and things like that, um, I'm able to at least drive still because it's Mm -hmm. the other foot that's broken, (laughs) thankfully. That's good. Um, So I can get in out of the house a little bit better, and that's been helping.
1: And uh beer too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah when, Sorry, when
2: necessary, beer. Yeah. And seeing friends. Yeah.
3: Speaking of beer, there Brianna, you are from Wisconsin. You are currently in Wisconsin. You're currently in Brew City, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, with one Miss Katie Kugel. And um, who is the sixth generation Lennon Kugel family member. And um, one of her best friends, one of our friends, happens to be one of your brothers, Mr. Ben Decker, who sold a lot of Lennon Kugel's beer he for sure us did. in southeastern Wisconsin. We miss him dearly. He's taken his beer selling talents down to the great state of Texas. Sales guy of the where, year Where uh, Katie used to teach elementary school. And, Brianna, that leads me to probably my last question. Do you like beer? And if you do, what is your favorite beer style? Like, is it, you know, like light beer or do you like Bach beers? Style is and strong. then three part, one question, three parts. What's your favorite Lining Googles beer? So, All right. do you like beer?
2: I I love beer.
3: Oh, that's um, an awesome answer, Brianna. Um, you know why it's awesome? Because you didn't say you like beer. You said you love beer. So I do kudos to beer. you. Another gold medal. <laughs> I, listen, she's
1: a Wisconsin girl. Yeah. Okay. At heart.
2: Um, I love IPAs. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I almost what? brought you ours today. You, yeah. you can, Brianna you, you can
3: <laughs> Brianna, you can handle those hot bombs, huh? You like you like the bitterness, huh?
2: Yeah, I think it depends the type of scene I'm drinking beer. If I want to last, like, <laughs> all day, it would be more right. of a light beer choice. Um, yeah. But my favorite Liney Kugel beer would probably be the Lemon Haze IPA right all now. Right, yeah, yeah okay. I do really like all that. Right. Um, well,
3: so- Brianna, I have some news for you. Th- awesome answers to to one big question a three parter great answers um you know if this olympic uh reboot coming back reboot. for a fourth she's olympic appearance. she's literally wearing a boot. That's so yeah, sad. reboot if your co- <laughs> if your leadership experience doesn't take you into coaching like i think it will we need to hire you at Lining Kugels to sell our year-round IPA, Lemon Haze IPA. So, right. after this morning's, mo- the after this are Monday morning's meeting, uh <laughs> we need we need you on the Lining Kugel Lemon Haze team, but Brianna, we have a great beer for those all-day drinking sessions. It's new, Lonning Kugel's Sunshine Light Lager. A perfect light lager for you to drink with your gal pal, Miss Katie Lonning Kugel, who prefers lighter style of beer. So this is our light lager that we brew and is available now during the spring and summer months. And Brianna, what I love about this beer is it's a better for you beer. It's a beer that only has 99 calories and only 3.4% alcohol by volume. Now, you being a badger. And a University of Wisconsin alum may not appreciate the lower alcohol content. No, (laughs) but when she's like, that's it. But when you're training, you know, and need to bike forty miles and do dry land training, and eventually, when you're (laughs) once you're able to skate again, you absolutely might love Lanning Kugel Sunshine Light Lager, like Katie Lanning Kugel does, right, Katie?
1: That's right. I do love it. I love mm-hmm. it for uh, boating
3: and such. And Katie, why do you love it?
1: I like it. I do prefer light beers. And yes, uh, I know for that me, you do. It's, uh, it's like a really good, refreshing beer in warm weather. Also, I do like that it's the lower alcohol if I know, like you said, in the right space for it. Like I'm going to be at a beach all day or on the boat all day or something like that. So I do yeah. love that one.
3: It's a. I... I love and Kugel Sunshine Light Lager because I think it's one of the few light beers that I've experienced that actually has beer flavor to it, and yep. I'm really proud of this beer from Lunning Kugel's. and Kugel Sunshine Light Lager, look for it now. wherever <laughs> you, you do buy sound Kugels.
1: like a TV marketer,
3: <laughs> well, like the ShamWow guy. I am a marketer. Yes,
1: that's right. Uh, Tony, you got any last questions? Uh, you've been rather drinker. quiet today.
3: I'm also a fifth generation Lonnie Kugel <laughs> family member, and I'm also a fan of women's hockey that needs to be broadcast on the same channels that all other sporting do you, events Do you want to know place. what we
1: call John? We call him Johnny two times. Do you want to know why we call him Johnny two times? <laughs> I don't know, but you, she's you, you smiling makes and makes laughing. She says everything so twice. Yeah. yeah. Everything. So, uh, I'm All glad right. he's T- really living up Bueller, to that hype.
3: any, as we come to wrapping this great interview session up with uh, Miss Brianna Decker, a Wisconsin native and a uh, Olympic champion for women's hockey, super, super cool, and a badger. God, I love badgers. Um, <laughs> any final questions for uh, number 1814?
0: I don't. Oh, Brianna, you do, thank too. you so much. <laughs> You do too.
3: All of
1: that to I just don't say, I don't.
0: <laughs> I don't. My job was to stay out of the way and felt like I did that. Uh, Brianna, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. We were thrilled that you agreed to join us. And I know that we were trying to figure out some time to we kind of went back and forth. But um very, very happy that you were able to hang with us. And we wish you the best on um, the time that you take to make your next decision. I think there's a lot of fans that are hoping to see you out there again, making another run for the Olympics four years from now. But um, yeah, we wish you all the best in the journey that you have to uh, take mentally to make that decision. I know it's got to be a tough one for you, but nonetheless, thank you so much. For hanging out with us, and we appreciate it. And um, if things ever go sideways with hockey, you've got a job here yeah. with us at Lining right.
3: Kugel. Yeah, we need her to sell our year-round IPA. We'll take, we'll take IPA. all the deckers She's we can get at of this the point. IPA we
0: appreciate it, your patronage in the meantime, though. Yeah.
3: Yes. We will gladly. <laughs> Thank pay. you, guys,
2: for having me. I honestly uh, had a lot of fun. And Did um,
3: Did you have a good time, Brianna, with the Lining Kugel family? <laughs>
2: With Katie and Tony, yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She is funny. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go.